the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Four. Yeah, that's uh, F-O-R-E, as in golf. Your benevolent governor loves you, and he wants you to be able to enjoy the outdoors with a round of golf. Not yet, but you'll be able to play this weekend. Friday, actually. Uh, what a wonderful governor we have. Uh, maybe you should send His Excellency a thank you note or email or text or something. Let's just hope it's uh, not going to put his subjects in danger. I mean, they've been playing golf in Ohio and West Virginia all along, and as you know, golfers have been dropping like flies there. They're actually, as far, from what I can understand, my sources tell me they've they've actually had to bury bodies in the sand traps at the golf courses in uh, Ohio and West Virginia. So uh, this is a very gutsy move by His Excellency, uh, Mister uh, uh, the His Excellency Governor Tom Wolf. I'm sorry. Really? Have you had enough yet? Uh, I just saw two of my neighbors walking down the street wearing masks. Um, the insanity goes on. It's like the world has turned into a Monty Python movie. But I have something special for you today. It's a press conference with Dr. Dan Erickson and Dr. Aaron Masihi. Uh, they are co-founders of Accelerated Urgent Care in California. They are doctors uh, who still see patients. And I'll be playing clips for the entire show today. These guys, these doctors who are still seeing patients, say it's time to open up and that the coronavirus is no worse than the flu, and they have the data to back it up. Are we following the science? We keep hearing following the science. What, what, is, what is science, essentially? Um, it's the study of the natural world through experiment, through observation. So that's what we're doing. We're studying the disease around us. We're making observations. We're doing testing experiments to figure out exactly what's going on. And so this has caused some severe disruption for Accelerated as we have people coming in 7 in the morning till midnight. We're reporting to the health department. We're calling patients back. And at the same time, our volumes have dropped significantly. Uh, the hospitals, uh, their ICUs are empty, essentially. And they're shutting down floors. They're furloughing patients. They're furloughing doctors. So the health system has been evacuated in certain places. In New York, the health system is working at maximum capacity. In California, we're really at a minimal capacity, getting rid of our doctors and nurses because we just don't have the volume. The hospitals don't, as I've met with our CEOs twice in the last week, and we don't as well. So we're busy with paperwork for COVID, and we're all focusing on COVID. There is a, a lot of secondary effects to COVID that aren't being talked about. And so we'd like to kind of look at how, the, how we've responded as a nation and why we responded. Our first initial response two months ago was a little bit of fear. We decided to shut down travel uh, to and from China. These are good ideas when you don't have any facts. We decided to keep people at home and isolate them. Even though everything we've studied about quarantine, typically you quarantine the sick. When someone has measles, you quarantine them. We've never seen where we quarantine the healthy, where you take those without disease and without symptoms and lock them in your home. So some of these things, um, from what we've studied from immunology and microbiology, aren't really meshing with what we know as people of you know, scientific minds that read this stuff every day. So that's kind of how we started. We don't know what's going on. We see this new virus. How should we respond? Yeah, how should we respond? And uh, they've got a lot of really amazing stuff, and I'll play it uh, for you for the next, most of the next uh, 50 minutes or so. Um, and uh, it really, if it, I, not that I needed to have my mind changed, but it really confirmed what I've been thinking, that this has all been overdone. Anyway, when I come back, more from the doctors. They start by breaking down the stupidity in California. Stick around.
all spending more time at home these days, but somehow the wind and the rain didn't get the memo about shelter in place. This is John Stoggerwald with some great news from Windows R Us Pittsburgh. They've been granted a waiver by the governor to handle any emergency repairs outside your home. If you've had damage to your roof, gutters, siding, or windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can still answer the call. And everything will be handled in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines to keep your family and their employees safe. You may be eligible for free repair or replacement with the area's premier exterior replacement company with over 50 years of home remodeling experience. Visit windowsrspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers for a no-pressure approach with no hidden fees and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry, a company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. windowsrspittsburgh.com. That's windowsrspittsburgh.com. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. I'm Andy Solomon. 5G is here. It's the next generation of wireless network technology, and T-Mobile has the first and only nationwide 5G network. And unlike other wireless providers, T-Mobile is giving 5G access at no extra cost. Tech expert Andrea Smith. If you're looking to upgrade to a 5G phone, the new Samsung Galaxy S20 flagship devices are here. The S20 Plus and the S20 Ultra are the first smartphones in the U.S. that tap into the full potential of 5G. They're available today at T-Mobile with amazing deals. These deals are for everyone, even businesses. Get up to half off the latest Samsung Galaxy smartphones via bill credits with an eligible trade-in or snag a BOGO offer with bill credits when adding a line. And only T-Mobile includes 5G in all of its plans. That means anyone can get two lines starting at just $90 a month plus tax for T-Mobile Essentials with 5G included. For more information, visit T-Mobile.com. If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to BambooHR.com slash HR. This is a limited offer, only available to radio listeners at BambooHR.com slash HR. That's BambooHR.com slash HR. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. So the stars of the show today are Dr. Dan Erickson and Dr. Aaron Masihi out in California. They're the co-founders of Accelerated Urgent Care. And um, they did a press conference, and they covered everything, and they've done a lot of research into the data. They've also worked in a combined 40 years uh, dealing with uh, microbiology and viruses. And they, uh, they covered all the subjects. And if you listen to this in its entirety, which I did, and don't come away thinking that we need to stop the insanity and get back to normal like yesterday, then I, don't, I can't help you. Anyway, here is Dr. Dan Erickson on what they found in California. So if we look at California, these numbers are from yesterday. We have 33,865 COVID cases out of a total of 280,900 total tested. That's 12% of Californians were positive for COVID. 
So we don't, the initial, as you guys know, the initial models were, were woefully inaccurate. They predicted millions of cases of death, not of, not of prevalence or incidence, but death. That is not materializing. What is materializing in the state of California is 12% positives. Well, if we, we have 39.5 million people. If we just take a basic calculation and extrapolate that out, that equates to about 4.7 million cases throughout the state of California, which means this thing is widespread. That's the good news. We've seen 1,227 deaths in the state of California with a possible uh, incidence or prevalence of 4.7 million. That means you have a 0.03 chance of dying from COVID-19 in the state of California. 0.03 chance of dying from COVID in the state of California. Is that, does that necessitate sheltering in place? Does that necessitate shutting down medical systems? Does that necessitate people being out of work? So that's, that's California. And that's, uh, I also wanted to mention that 96% of people in California who get COVID recover with almost no significant sequelae or no significant uh, continuing medical problems. So that's, that, those are important statistics for the state of California. Two months ago, we didn't know this. So I'm going to bring it to light now because we've, we're, we're sharing our own data. This isn't data filtered through someone. This is our own data. We found 6.5%, and then California has found 12%. So the more you test, the more positives you get, the, the prevalence number goes up and the death rate stays the same. So it gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And as we move through this data, what I want you to see is millions of cases, small amount of death. Millions of cases, small amount of death. And you will see that in every state. Yes, you do. Uh, these guys looked at all that. Um, and so uh, let's uh, go from that. And that was Dr. Dan Erickson. You will hear from uh, Dr. Masihi a little bit later. But let's go uh, to New York now. Let's go over their numbers. Cases of COVID as of yesterday, 256,272 cases in New York State. Not New York City, New York, the entire state. They did a total of 649,325 tests. That's 39% of New Yorkers tested positive for COVID-19. That's their ratios. This is public data online. You can all look it up. 39% of people were people were tested. of New York State. Right. New York State, if there's 20 million people there, it would be close to, you know, 4 million. Which is likely, they likely have 7.5 million cases well, in New York. I just want to make that clarification. It's yeah. It's not 39% of every New Yorker, it's every New Yorker who's been tested. Right. So we extrapolate okay. data. Just, yeah, yeah, I just want to make that clarification. We extrapolate data, we test people, and then we extrapolate for the entire community based on the numbers. The initial models were so inaccurate, they're but not even... That, but in those initial models, a lot of them were based off if we did no social distancing. Right. Is that correct? So is it really a fair to say, obviously they're not as bad as they were because those were based on alternative scenarios. And some of them were, were based on social distancing and still predicted hundreds of thousands of deaths, which has been inaccurate. So in New York, they, the ones they tested, they found 39% positive. So if that's indicative, and they tested 649,000 people, that's a massive test. That's accurate data, 39%. So if they tested the whole state, would we indeed have 7.5 million cases? We don't know. We will never test the entire state. So we extrapolate out. We use the data we have because it's the most accurate we have versus a predictive model that have been nowhere in the ballpark of accurate. So how many deaths do they have? 19,410 out of 19 million people, which is a 0.1% chance of dying from COVID in the state of New York. And they have a 92% recovery rate. If you are indeed diagnosed with COVID-19, 92% of you will recover. So we're seeing millions of cases, small amount of death. Millions of cases, small amount of death. And the reason I'm making that point is because we're going to compare this to flu and say, is this significantly different from influenza A and B? And if not, why has our response been what it is? USA, this is, this is a big one for us. Um, 802,590 cases as of yesterday. We've tested over 4 million. If you guys have studied globally what's happening, that's double what any other country, Germany's at two. I, I realize their populations are lower. 
But the fact that we were able to ramp up and do $4 million is pretty impressive, which gives us a 19.6% positive out of those who were tested for COVID-19. So if, if, if this is a typical extrapolation, 328 million people times 19.6 is 64 million. That's a significant amount of people with COVID. It's similar to the flu. If you study the numbers in 2017 and 2018, we had 50 to 60 million with the flu. And we had, uh, we had a similar death rate. In the deaths in the United States were 43,545. Similar to the flu of 2017-2018. We, we always have between 37 and 60,000 deaths in the United States every single year. No pandemic talk, no shelter in place, no shutting down of businesses, no sending doctors home. That's from the flu, by the way, just to clarify. Yeah. 37,000 and 60,000 flu deaths? Every year, per the CDC. Due to flu. Due to flu. In the United States. Some years, it's even as low as 20,000 some year. In 2017, 2018, it was 45 to 50,000, depending on who you read. And we don't necessarily report all of our flu tests. We do thousands of flu tests every year. We don't report every one because the flu is ubiquitous. And to that note, we have a flu vaccine. How many people even get the flu vaccine? The flu is dangerous. It kills people. So just because you have a vaccine doesn't mean it's going to be everywhere. And it doesn't mean everyone's going to take it because we see every year that we have a vaccine and I would say probably 50% of the public doesn't even want it. So just because you have a vaccine, unless you force it on the public, doesn't mean they're going to take it. Um, I want to compare the U.S. to Spain, because Spain is number two uh, in the race for the most cases, which is not a race we want to win. They had 204,178 cases in Spain, 930,000 total tests. So we did 4 million, they did 930,000. They had a 22% of all COVID tests were positive in Spain. 22% of those tested were positive in Spain. Spain has 47 million people. So that equates to about 10 million cases. If we extrapolate the data as we've been doing with every state, gives us about 10 million cases. How many died in Spain? 21,282 out of 47 million. You have a, zero, a 0.05 chance of dying from COVID as a citizen of Spain and a 90% chance of recovery from COVID without being on a vent, without being in a hospital. I wanted to compare the U.S. to Spain because we're the two, we, have the two, we have the most amount of cases globally. So I, I thought that was important. Yep, that was important. And uh, those numbers should be telling you something there. And then uh, Dr. Erickson also compared uh, two countries, one that had a lockdown and one that didn't. When you bring up a system of lockdown, you automatically have to compare it to a system of no lockdown, Sweden and Norway. I'm, I'm Norwegian. Norway has lockdown. Norway has lockdown. Sweden does not have lockdown. What happened in those two countries? Are they vastly different? Did Sweden have a massive outbreak of cases? Did Norway have nothing? Let's look at the numbers. Sweden. Sweden has 15,322 cases of COVID. Uh, they, have, they did 74,600 tests, which is 21%, similar to the other countries, 21% of all those tested came out positive for COVID. What's the population of Sweden? About 10.4 million. Uh, so if we extrapolate out the data, about 2 million cases of COVID in Sweden. They did a little bit of social distancing. They would wear masks and separate. They went to schools, stores were open. They were almost about their normal daily life with a little bit of social distancing. They had how many deaths? 1,765. California's had 1,220 with isolation. No isolation, 1,765. We have more people. What I'm getting at is millions of cases, very small death. Millions of cases, very small death. This is what we're seeing everywhere. Norway, its next door neighbor. This is where I come from. These are two Scandinavian nations. We can compare them as they are similar. Let's look at the data. Norway. 7,191 cases of COVID. Total COVID tests, 145,279. So they came up with 4.9% of all COVID tests were positive in Norway. Population of Norway, 5.4 million. So if we extrapolate the data as we've been doing, which is the best we can do at this point, they have about 1.3 million cases. 
Now, their deaths as a total number were 182, fairly small, but statistically insignificant from 1700, you realize. Millions of cases, small amount of deaths. 1700, 100, these are statistically insignificant. So you have a 0.003 chance of death as a citizen of Norway and a 97% recovery. Their numbers are a little bit better. Does it necessitate shutdown, loss of jobs, destruction of the oil company, furloughing doctors? That's the question I have for you. And I think the answer is going to be increasingly clear as we move through this data. Yeah, and uh, COVID is, uh, you know, is part of it, and the virus is part of it, but uh, what about the cost of what they're doing to try to prevent people from getting it? Listen to this. COVID-19 is one aspect of our health sector. What has it caused to have us be involved in social isolation? What has is it, what is it caused uh, that, the, that we are seeing the community respond to? Child molestation is increasing at a severe rate. We could go over multiple cases of children who have been molested due to angry family members who are intoxicated, who are home, who have no paycheck. These things last a lifetime. This isn't about a seasonal flu. These are things that will follow these people and affect them in a negative fashion for their life. And these are secondary effects from COVID. And these are for me talking to ERs, talking to my doctors, and talking to people across the country and finding out what they're seeing. Spousal abuse. We see people coming in here with black eyes and cuts on their face. It's an obvious abuse of case. These are things that will affect them for a lifetime, not for a season. Alcoholism, anxiety, depression, suicide. I talked to uh, the, the, the um, Donnie Youngblood and various people in the community. I've asked them, how are things going? Suicide is spiking. Education has dropped off. Economic collapse. Medical industry, we're all suffering because our staff isn't here and we have no volume. These are all real things that I'm seeing every day. I don't, I don't read about this stuff. I'm seeing it in my clinics. We have clinics from Fresno to San Diego, and these things are spiking in our community. These things will affect people for a lifetime, not for a season. So let's, let's make sure we're clear on that. Yeah, so um, we will get more of this after the break, uh, and uh, we're going to hear from Dr. Masihi, and uh, he'll tell you what he thinks about Dr. Fauci. Um, and, you know, somebody he was asked by the people in the media there. And uh, if you see the video, you'll see that you never uh, get a look at how many people are in this press conference. These uh, two doctors are sitting at a table and um, you never see the people who are asking the questions. But uh, and you'll hear them uh, make reference to this. Uh, what's interesting is that these two doctors are in a room in California with multiple people, I don't know if it's 10 or 12, or I don't know if, you know, you get arrested in California if you have more than 10 in a room. Um, but he, they are in the room, and there are other people in there. The two doctors are not wearing masks as they do this press conference. And uh, they actually, you'll hear later on in a few minutes, he actually makes reference to that. We're not wearing masks. You guys are. And then he tells them, what a waste of time the masks are in most cases. So, uh, I mean, this these are two doctors who have been working with and uh, studying uh, microbiology and uh, viruses for a combined 40-some years, and they just absolutely destroyed everything that's going on right now, all the stupidity that you're being forced to go through by wearing masks in the stores, um, and uh, and everything and not being allowed to play golf, which you're finally going to be allowed to do on Friday, it's just total insanity. And um, and and the big problem is, and they didn't, they don't get to this, but the big problem in the United States is not so much the United States as it is New York, and not the entire state of New York. It's downstate New York, New York City. That's where the big problem is, and they're treating people in Wyoming the same way they treat the people in New York City. Just stupid. We'll be back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Businesses should close break rooms. Restaurants should consider disposable menus and plates. Schools should have students eat lunch in their classrooms. These are some of the recommendations offered in new federal plans designed to help restaurants, schools, churches, and businesses safely reopen as states look to gradually lift their coronavirus restrictions. 
The draft guidance from the CDC has been sent to Washington, but could still be revised before the Trump administration. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo says stay-at-home restrictions could be eased in mid-May for parts of that state where the coronavirus outbreak is less severe. Stocks closing higher on Wall Street and around the world as governments prepare to gradually lift restrictions they imposed on businesses to slow the sweep of the pandemic. The Dow gained 358 points today. The Nasdaq was up 95. This is SRN News. Are you tired of some of the movies that Hollywood puts out? Why not redeem the time you're spending at home with family and watch something that affirms your values? For a limited time, you can purchase No Safe Spaces, a film that reveals how freedom of speech is being threatened and how some are even attacked for their Christian beliefs right here in America. Freedom of speech is important for the spread of the gospel. Truth flourishes where it's allowed to be heard. But your speech and beliefs are under attack now more than ever. People have been accused of hate speech for simply speaking about the gospel. And some politicians have threatened to permanently shut down churches because of the pandemic. There is no more important time to watch No Safe Spaces. Go to nosafespaces.com. Use the code SAVE25 to get 25% off your purchase. That's SAVE25. This offer is only available for a limited time. Go to nosafespaces.com today. They call this sheltering in place. Sometimes it feels lonely. Sometimes you get overwhelmed. That's when the radio comes on. And the person on the other side is somebody you know, somebody you respect, somebody you trust. And in just a few minutes, you start to understand. We can get through this. Everybody else is going through the same thing. What we're going through is hard. This radio station is going to get me through it all. We're all going to make it. AM 1250, the answer. Social distancing slows the spread of coronavirus, so we should all stay home to lower the risk for everyone. More info at coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. The Allegheny Institute's research, education, and advocacy have steadfastly worked to defend taxpayers and businesses against the inefficiency and intrusiveness of ever-expanding, burdensome government since 1995. And this year, Greater Pittsburgh's trusted source for sound public policy analysis is celebrating its 25th anniversary. Join the fight today by making your tax-deductible contribution at AlleghenyInstitute.com. That's AlleghenyInstitute.org. Your potential customers are at home right now. Are you there with them? In these uncertain times, the investment you made in digital marketing is really paying off. Thanks to Salem Surround, you're on page one of the search engines. Your online reputation is five-star. Your digital presence is accurate, and you're everywhere. Oh, wait, you're not? You don't have an effective digital marketing strategy? It's not too late. Contact Salem Surround for help. We deliver prescriptive marketing solutions to communicate with your current and future customers that not only meet your needs, but exceed your expectations. Salem Surround can help you with digital marketing during these difficult times and beyond. Total market saturation with increased return on investment. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and to learn how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Twelve fifty and FM ninety two point five. The answer. Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart or Radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Around Forest Hills, an accident. Britain Road at Ardmore Boulevard and Shady Side area, an accident. Three eighty at Millvale Avenue. Construction on Penn Avenue outbound in Wilkinsburg, Penwood Avenue to Sawyer Way that is shut down as they work on the overpass there. William Penn Highway outbound construction, Elliott Road to Golden Mile Highway and inbound near the Parkway East. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. Tonight, cloudy with a little rain, low 44, mostly cloudy tomorrow with a passing shower or two, high 60. Plenty of clouds tomorrow night with occasional rain, low 53, a shower in the morning on Wednesday. Otherwise, cloudy with a shower in spots in the afternoon, high 69. Thursday, cloudy with a couple of showers. We'll have a high Thursday of 62. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. 
You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Well, in our first uh, half hour, you heard from Dr. Dan Erickson. Uh, the other doctor who was with him is his co-founder of uh, a company called Accelerated Urgent Care. It has several uh, outlets in California, and he's done a lot of research uh, over the last uh, couple of months and come up with uh, some numbers that convince him that it's time to open up. It was actually time yesterday to open up. Well, we haven't heard from uh, Dr. Masihi yet, but here he is. uh, He was asked about, well, well, you guys are smarter than all these other people, and, you know, what about Dr. Fauci? I've been a doctor for 26 years. Anytime you, 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 you have something new in the, community, the medical community, it, it sparks fear. And doctor, I would have done what Dr. Fauci did, so we both would have initially. Because the first thing you do is you want to make sure you limit liability and limit deaths. And I think what they did was brilliant initially. But, you know, looking at theories and models, which is what these folks use is very different than the way the actual virus presents itself throughout communities. And there's different communities we're talking about here. Bakersfield, a lot more widespread than Manhattan. Very, very different. So you can't really, um, theory and reality are not always the same. And that's what Dr. Erickson is presenting. It's not about being right or wrong. Medicine, what they teach us is you practice medicine. I'm learning every day so is Dr. Erickson. We, we all learn every day. It's not about being right, who's right, who's wrong. It's not a basketball game, who made the basket, who didn't. It's about looking at trends and saying, hey, we're not seeing what they've been, what they've been talking about. For the past six to eight weeks, we've crippled the economy. There's a lot of domestic issues going on. Is social isolation warranted for the healthy? So... I, I, again, I understand that you guys are seeing different, uh, drawing different conclusions from the same data. Why is that? That's my because, question. Because we're actually seeing the patients. Dr. Fauci hasn't seen a patient I'm for 20 years. About, uh, I'm just saying, about, yeah. but I'm just saying, it's in general, a lot of the figureheads are not, it's like the, uh, the general contractor versus the sub. He's not seeing patients. He's in an ivory tower. And we have a world of respect for him. He's a world-renowned immunologist. Two different things. He's an academic. We've dealt with academics all of our life. I, I did surgery at USC and Loma Linda, all academics. But academics and reality is two different things, two different things. So we're just presenting our data and our opinion as medical professionals in this community. Yep, and that's uh, community is California, where the governor is Gavin Newsom who used to be the mayor of San Francisco, uh, a city where people poop on the streets. Um, and uh, you're a bad person if you think those people should be kicked off the streets. They're the, the homeless, the bums, and the vagrants. Um, but um, Gavin Newsom is the governor there. And um, here is, we're going back now, I think, yeah, we're going back to Dr. Dan Erickson talking about uh, some of the orders that came down from Gavin Newsom. As a leader, you listen to the people around you and they make decisions on different timelines. And so Gavin Newsom has people around him telling him, we think this is the best move for now. And then early on, we we told people the truth changes every two hours because it was. As the data moves, as we do our own testing, I'm giving a different answer now than I would a month ago because I understand the progression of disease in this area. I also understand the progression of disease elsewhere because I look at their data. I don't have to live in Manhattan to, to watch their disease process to watch how many positives in the community, and to understand how diseases spread. For instance, nobody talks about the fact that coronavirus lives on plastics for three days, and we're all sheltering in place. Where'd you get your water bottles from? Costco. Where'd you get that plastic shovel from? Home Depot. Those are fomites and carriers of disease. So you take your family sheltering in place that you think is safe, and you're taking fomites with disease that they've shown that lasts three days. Are you really protecting yourself from COVID? Does that make sense to you? It doesn't make sense to me. And if I swabbed things in your home, I would likely find COVID-19. And so you think you're protected, but you've got fomites coming from, you know, Home Depot and Lowe's. And it's okay for us to be mingling in those situations, but we have to not go to work. It's okay for us to go to Costco, but not to church. Do, Do you see the lack of consistency here? From a, from a microbiological, immunological standpoint, that doesn't make sense. 
if you're going to isolate people, you need to shut these all down because that's how the fomites are being transferred. When you go to Del Taco and you get a plastic bag or piece on your burrito from someone not wearing a mask who is just wiping their arm on your thing, do you think you're protected from COVID? When you wear gloves that transfer disease everywhere, those gloves have bacteria all over them. I'm wearing gloves, not helping you. As your mask that you're wearing for days, you touch the outside of it, COVID, and then touch your mouth. This doesn't make any sense. We wear masks in an acute setting to protect us. We're not wearing masks. Why is that? Because we understand microbiology, we understand immunology, and we want strong immune systems. I don't want to hide in my home, develop a weak immune system, and then come out and get diseased. We have both been in the ER through swine flu and through bird flu. Did we shut down for those? Were, were they much less dangerous than COVID? Is the flu less dangerous than COVID? Let's look at the death rates. No, it's not. They're similar in prevalence and in death rate. So we are saying that our response now, now that we know the facts, it's time to get back to work. It's time to test people. But again, testing gives you a moment in time. Testing tells you, you we, the nasal swab says positive or negative. The blood vial, the tiger top or the finger stick gives you IgG, IgM. IgG being the long-term immun, immunoglobulin we look at for immunity. But again, it's a moment in time. And when someone, what's interesting to me too is when someone dies in this country right now, they're not talking about the high blood pressure, the diabetes, the stroke. They say, did they die from COVID? There's, as you, I, we've been to hundreds of autopsies. You, you don't talk about one thing. You talk about comorbidities. Their vessels were narrowed. Their lungs were a smoker. COVID was part of it. It is not the reason they died, folks. It is one of many reasons. So to be so simplistic to say that's a COVID death because they have COVID. You know how many people die with pneumonia or people that die from flu? With flu, I should say. It's not from flu. Their, their lungs were compromised by COPD. They had a heart attack two years ago. They have a weakened body. We aren't pressured to test for flu. But ER doctors now, my friends that I talk to say, you know, it's interesting. When I'm, when I'm writing up my death report, I'm being pressured to add COVID. Why is that? Why are we being pressured to add COVID to maybe increase the numbers and make it look a little bit worse than it is? I think so. So this is what I'm hearing from physicians I talked to in Wisconsin, New York, and everywhere. So you think that physicians are being pressured to make the numbers look worse than they are? They're, they're being pressured to add it to their diagnostic list. And so where is that pressure coming from, in your opinion? Well, it, it's, I don't, I'm probably coming from the administration. So their, their administration the is saying, it's probably coming from the hospital administration. I didn't ask them specifically, but they said we're being pressured in-house to add COVID to the diagnostic list when we so think it has nothing to do with the actual their, cause of death. You can't confirm that beyond their work. The actual cause of death was not COVID, but it's being reported as one of the disease processes and being added to the death list when they died from COPD. They had COVID. COVID didn't kill them. 25 years of tobacco use killed them. How's that grab you? Uh, he talks to doctors around the country who have told him that they're being pressured to list COVID as the cause of death when it was not the cause of death. It was maybe um, present at the time of death, but it wasn't actually the cause of death. Um, and so uh, that seems like kind of a minor detail, except that it's, the, it's that that adds to the numbers. When you call something a, a COVID fatality, that adds to the number of COVID fatalities that we hear about every day in the news. Um, so now it's time to hear again from uh, Dr. Masihi. And these guys didn't just, uh, and, and some people are already online um, kind of trying to take these guys apart and say that they have a business interest in this or that they're conservatives or I, I don't know. I haven't even looked for that, but I've, I've seen little hints of it, and I don't care about it. Um, but they didn't just talk about their data. They also explained... Uh, how the uh, immune system works. And uh, here's Dr. Masihi on that. There's normal bacteria and normal flora that we have to be exposed to. Bacteria and viruses that are not virulent are our friends. They protect us against bad bacteria and bad viruses. So right now, if you look at Dr. Erickson's skin or my skin, we have strep, we have staph. All staph isn't bad, all strep isn't bad. 
they protect us against opportunistic infections. That's why when a baby comes out of the womb for the first three to six months, they're extremely vulnerable to opportunistic infections, which is why when we see a little baby in the ER with fever that's one month old, you do a spinal tap, you do a chest x-ray, you do blood cultures, you do urine cultures. But if you had a fever, I wouldn't do that for you. Why? Because that baby does not have the normal bacteria and flora from the community, whereas you do, because you've interacted with, you know, you've gone to the gas station, you've gone to Home Depot. That's the difference. Normal flora, it, we all need normal flora. And what Dr. Erickson's saying is when you are self-isolating at home for two or three months, you lose that normal flora. So I guarantee when we reopen, there's going to be a huge, huge amount of illness that's going to be rampant because our immune systems have weakened. And that's just basic immunology and virology. Basically, our conclusions are that when I look at the, the, the basic tenets that we know of microbiology, and I say, do we need to still shelter in place? Our answer is emphatically no. Do we need businesses to be shut down? Emphatically, no. Do we need to, have, do we need to test them and get them back to work? Yes, we do. The, the secondary effects that we went over, the child abuse, alcoholism, loss of revenue, all these are, in our opinion, a significantly more detrimental thing to society than a virus that has proven similar in nature to the seasonal flu we have every year. Um, we also need to put measures in place so economic shutdown like this does not happen again. We want to make sure we understand that quarantining the sick is what we do, not quarantining the healthy. Um, we need to make sure if you're going to dance on someone's constitutional rights, you better have a good reason. You better have a really good scientific reason and not just theory. Um, we're going to work diligently to find a vaccine. And the, the, one of the most important things is we need our hospitals back up. We need our furloughed doctors back. We need our nurses back. Because when we lift this thing, we're going to need all hands on deck. I know the local hospitals have closed two floors. Folks, that's not the situation you want. We're essentially setting ourselves up to have minimal staff, and we're going to have significant disease. That's the wrong combination. So that's, that's kind of the gist of what we wanted to get across today. And, and I've been working with some of the leaders, and I've talked to you know, the head of the CDPH. I've gotten their opinion on this, and a lot of the leaders in Sacramento. And we're all in agreement, but we need to have Governor Newsom in agreement with us to lift this ban. I've talked to our local head of the health department, and he's waiting for that. Even though they're in agreement with me, they're waiting for the powers that be to lift, because the data is showing us it's time to lift. So if we don't lift, what is the reason? Yep, if we don't lift, what is the reason? They've covered uh, pretty much all the reasons for me. Um, and you, you heard them talking about how this could actually be making people's immune se- uh, uh, systems weaker, which could lead to them getting more diseases when we finally lift the stupid shutdown. So uh, when, to, uh, when do we... Uh, you know, open up. Well, let's hear what they have to say about that. Based on your information, would you say it's safe to open up schools, sporting events, and for people to gather outside again, including gyms? Yeah, I would start. I would start slowly. I think we need to open up the schools, start getting kids back to the immune system. You know, and the, the major events, the sporting events, these are these are non-essential. Let's get back to those slowly. Let's start with schools. Let's start with Cafe Rio and the pizza place here, because I can go into Sully's right now, which I did this morning. There was 25 people in there. And I can stand in line for 10 minutes, but I can't go in Cafe Rio and sit there for 10 minutes. Does that make sense to you guys? And I can, I can go into Costco and I can shop with people. And there's probably a couple hundred people, but I can't go in Cafe Rio. So big businesses are open. Little businesses are not. There's no science behind that. As we've gone over, that is not science. There's other factors in play that, that we don't have time to go into, but it's not science. I want to make that clear. Eventually, we treat this like we treat flu, which is if you have the flu and you're feeling fevery and body aches, you stay home. If you have cough, fever, shortness of breath, COVID is more of a respiratory thing, you stay home. You don't, you don't get tested. Even when people come with flu, a lot of times we don't test them. We go, you have flu. Here's a medication. Or if it's been more than two days, you don't get Tamiflu. It works itself out. I, this, this virus is the same. You have COVID, go home, let it resolve, and come back. 
So big businesses are open, small businesses are closed, and there is no scientific reason for that. That's what he just said. That's what I heard. And then uh, here is Dr. Masihi wrapping the whole thing up. We both agree with exactly what they did initially because we didn't know it was an unknown. Now it is becoming known. Initially, when, you're, when you don't know something, you're extra careful because you're fearful. It's just like um, when you see a patient and they're very sick, you test for everything because you're scared. You're fearful. But then as, as you see more of those patients, you realize, hey, I know what to test for, right? It's shotgun effect versus sniper effect, right? So initially when, when this data came out of a new virus that's causing, that's, that's lethal, they, they, went out, they went all out. And I think that was appropriate. But now that we have the data, we're, we're seeing that 96, 97% of patients completely recover. And those four patients that die, they have over 90% comorbidities. Let's run, let's run through that one more time. Out of 100 people, if 96 do fine, the four that die, 90% of those four have comorbidities. Heart failure, emphysema, um, uh, rheumatoid arthritis, lupus. They're on immunomodulating medications. They're immunodeficient, HIV. These are the people that are dying. You get some healthy people that die, but that's an infinitesimal number. Tiny. uh, That's it for me. Case closed. I'll be right back. Worried about deductibles and copays, dental or vision? How about elective procedures? Marley Financial has got you covered. This is John Steigerwald. Marley Financial is now offering a new health savings account that can be used for anything health-related, anything, co-pays and deductibles, any prescription, even elective procedures. Marley's new turbocharged health savings account can set you free of high premiums and out-of-pocket expenses. There's even a company matching component that can provide two or even three to one in benefits. And because it's a contribution, not a premium, your value stays with you for the rest of your life. And if you recently lost your job and your health benefits, Marley has programs to get you the coverage you need when you need it most. Call Marley Financial today at 724-884-1496 and ask about their new turbocharged health savings account. That's 784-884-1496. Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the marketplace at MarleyFG.com. The coronavirus pandemic has caused a lot of chaos lately. But something good that's come from it all is that Americans are waking up to the fact that we make too many things overseas and are reliant on China and other nations for the products that we need most. Enough is enough. Authentically American is a veteran-owned, patriotic, made-in-USA apparel company. They produce the highest quality apparel you can find, and it's all American-made. While other companies are waiting for their supplies to come in from Asia, Authentically American is still going strong, putting our neighbors to work every day. They also give 10% of every purchase to charities that support our veterans and their families. Use code SALEMPITTSBURG to get 10% off your entire purchase. Don't spend one more dime on products made overseas. If every American spent an extra $3.33 on U.S.-made goods, it would create almost 10,000 new jobs in this country. Shop at AuthenticallyAmerican.us and use promo code SALEMPITTSBURG to take 10% off your entire purchase. That's promo code SALEMPITTSBURG. Where is yours made? Do you want to get rid of your expensive landline, save money, but keep your important home telephone number? Then OurOldNumber.com has the perfect solution. OurOldNumber.com allows you to keep your home phone number and cancel that expensive landline connection. With OurOldNumber.com, calls from family and friends to your home phone number are answered by a personal greeting from you. The caller selects which family member they want to reach, and the call is immediately forwarded to that family member's cell phone. Your important home phone number is still your number. It's still in directory assistance, and no matter where you happen to be, you'll never miss a call. There's no equipment to buy. There's nothing to install. There are no long-term contracts, and it's only $9.99 per month. Best of all, OurOldNumber.com eliminates those annoying sales calls. Now, your home telephone number can be as mobile as you and your family are with OurOldNumber.com. Visit OurOldNumber.com to learn more and get started today. OurOldNumber.com Migraines can attack anytime, anywhere. Now there's a new kind of pill you can take anytime, anywhere to treat them. Introducing Ubrelvi or Ubrojapant. 
Ubralvi can provide relief from migraine pain and debilitating symptoms without worrying where you are or if it's too late. People took Ubralvi within four hours of a migraine attack. One dose can quickly stop a migraine in its tracks within two hours, and many had pain relief in just one hour. Ubralvi treats migraine attacks in adults and is not for migraine prevention. It is available by prescription only. Do not take Ubralvi with strong CYP3A4 inhibitors. Tell your healthcare provider about all the medicines you take. Few people had side effects. The most common were nausea, 2-4%, to and tiredness, 2-3%. to While normal routines have shifted, the need for migraine treatment remains the same. Contact your healthcare provider to see if Ubrelvi is right for you. Ubrelvi, the anytime, anywhere migraine medicine. Learn about support and resources at ubrelvi.com or call 844-4-U-B-R-E-L-V-Y. Sponsored by Allergan. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. So, uh, how long is this going to go on now? You heard those guys and you heard uh, their, their um, strong case that they made. And, you know, the, the problem is, uh, is not a national problem as much as it is a New York problem, as I mentioned earlier. And, you know, at some point, President Trump needs to do whatever he can do to get this over with, to get back to normal, because eventually uh, the people who are upset right now are going to start turning on him, even his voters, and especially the voters maybe that, uh, you know, were not strong for Donald Trump or maybe even didn't vote for him but were leaning toward voting for him this time because they liked what he had done up until the the virus hit. So I'm just wondering if, uh, you know, how much longer people are going to be able to put up with this and not start blaming Donald Trump for having this, uh, not be able to go to a restaurant for if it ends up being, what, three months. So uh, something's got to give here. And after listening to those guys, that's why I wanted to play all of it on the show for you today. I don't know how anybody could not want this to be over yesterday. Meanwhile, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Bye. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.